It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey everyone, what's going on? Matt Hausman here. I am recording this on the Monday before Thanksgiving. If you haven't heard me say this before, I am going to say it again. Thanksgiving has to probably be my favorite holiday of the year. Always a four-day weekend. Every sporting event you can imagine, college and pro football, college and pro basketball, hockey, everything is going on. And in many cases, especially with regards to football, both college and pro, there's a lot of uh, rivalries that go on this weekend and we're coming to the end of these seasons and so the playoff picture the bowl picture really starts to come together so by the time you're listening to this it'll be next week thanksgiving has already happened hopefully you had a great one and you can kind of sit back and relax and reflect and you know what's thanksgiving supposed to be about not just about sporting events right (laughs) but think about the things that we are thankful for What's happened in 2023, what, you know, maybe before that, maybe what you're looking forward to that you're going to be able to do next year. I know I had a client in last week and we were kind of looking at, okay, this is what 24 is going to look like and get to kind of check off three different bucket list items. So hopefully you're not only thankful for everything that has led up to now, but also looking forward to next year. So, but listen, there's a couple things I want to go over today. I met with a client, uh, a different client last week, had some questions. I want to go over, you know, what we talked about and, uh, you know, the answers and, and how we're going forward with that. Also, about a month ago, I had someone in my office that had kind of a unique situation, and I want to make sure that I go through that as well. So, as always, we know we have to do this, and that is the compliance. Please don't take any of the information or ideas or suggestions that I offer in today's show as direct advice for you. Please use it as information and education that you then can discuss with your advisor. Now, if you don't have an advisor or you would like for us to be your advisor, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you. And it's real simple. All you have to do is go to www.speakwithmatt.com. That's www.speakwithmatt.com. And my online scheduler is right there. You can go right in. You can schedule a 15 or 30-minute phone conversation. And quite frankly, at the end of that first call, we're going to have a good idea. Does it make sense to have a second conversation? So again, very low-key. Go right into the online scheduler. You don't even have to get on the phone with anyone to schedule this. So again, speakwithmat.com, www.speakwithmat.com, and schedule it there. So, all right, let's go ahead and get on to today's show. All right, so listen, real quick, met with, met with someone last week. Uh, this client is still working probably anywhere from six to eight years from retirement. And one of the things we've always talked about over the course of the last three years is they have kept a quite a lot of money sitting in cash. Uh, More of just, you know, it's a comfort feeling, knowing it's readily available. Uh, It's been in a savings account. And, you know, now with what's going on, interest rates are pretty decent. 
when you look at you know some of these high interest savings account, whether it's Ally Bank, uh, Capital One, there's a ton of them out there now. The question was, hey, listen, my mortgage, my primary mortgage, if I keep doing what I'm doing right now, is going to be paid off at the end of next year. So we're talking about you know what is that like 14 months? And his question was, you know, what should I do with that money when that time comes? Now the other thing to be aware of is this person also has. A, a second home, a vacation home that also has a mortgage on it. So his question was, hey, listen, you know, what should I be doing? Should I start aggressively now paying down uh, the vacation home? Should I be shifting this and should I be investing it? What, what should I be doing when that time comes for paying, uh, when this mortgage is paid off and now it's going to free up? And I, was, I, I said, well, let's go back and look. Let's, how much cash are we sitting on right now? Well, the reality is it's, you know, it's over a hundred grand and, you know, which, you know, if you're getting like 5%, okay, you're making five G's a year. And what's the cash flow obligation to the, the current mortgage payment? Well, it's a little over $3,000 a month. And I, I said, well, if you're that far along in the mortgage, you haven't gotten a tax benefit from the interest on that in years. So why don't you just pay it off right now? You know, how much do you really need to have in cash? He goes, well, probably realistically, I'd feel comfortable, I don't know, like 30 grand. I was like, well, you got over 100 sitting there, liquid, still investing, still maxing out the 401k that he's got. You know, all there is no other debt outside of the, the second home. So why don't we do this? Because the reality is with the type of money that, that he and his wife are making, the net to you, even in a, an account that's earning you 5% after paying tax on that, which by the way, is going to be taxed as a short-term capital gain. So ordinary income, you're looking at a sub 2%. Even though your mortgage right now is three and a half percent, you're almost paying 90% principal anyway. Why don't we go ahead? Let's pay that mortgage off today. Because again, remember, we got over a $3,000 a month cash flow obligation for that home. If I go ahead and I take 60000 out of my cash and I dump it against that, I'm going to free that up. All right, what can I do with that money now? Well, when we started doing the math, why don't we take half of that money? Let's make numbers easy, $3,000 even. Let's take $1,500 and now shift that to aggressively paying down the second home. Let's take the other $1,500 and let's, see, let's either replenish the savings account if that's going to make you feel comfortable or let's go ahead and increase the contributions that you're making to your traditional uh, after-tax investment account. The goal is if retirement is six to eight years away and I can go ahead and, by the way, already paying extra money against the second home's mortgage, now we're compounding that, we're increasing that. If retirement is six to eight years away, then you know, that mortgage is extinguished by the time we get there. Now we're sitting on two properties. We've got some good real estate wealth built there. And my question was, hey, are, when you guys look to retire, are you going to maintain both homes? Well, he said, no, probably, probably not. Probably look to unload the primary one right now and live in the other one. I was like, boom, you just created, we, we started talking about what the numbers are. You're going to be able to walk from selling that primary home because married filing joint, you're going to get a half a million dollar exemption. By the way, if you're single, it's 250 on your primary home on any gain. 
It's going to come to you tax or after tax and where you could turn around and not owe any capital gain on it. Go ahead and invest it. Your other property now is free of any mortgage and, you know, encumbrance and you have no cash flow obligations that you currently have. So what's the best use of sitting with that $100,000? And even though the interest rates right now are good, don't get me wrong, the reality is when you're looking at these mortgages, even though the mortgage could be at two, I've got a client with a two and a, maybe even two and an eighth mortgage rate, you have to look at, am I comfortable with that cash flow obligation? Now, in their situation, there is no pension. We're just looking at Social Security and the accrual of all of the other assets that they have. I go, this becomes part of your strategy where when you come to retirement, you know, you've heard me talk many times, you know, that the idea of having a mortgage in retirement is not a bad one, especially with where rates are in the event that the cash flow can support it. But if I don't want to have to worry about that cash flow and I've just got cash sitting off the sidelines and I can go ahead, boom, I can get rid of one mortgage right now. By the way, remember, there's no tax advantage for them right now. Then I can go ahead, I can take half that money, I can be investing that and or replenishing the savings account. And I can take the other half and aggressively pay down to where when retirement comes, I've got two properties there that are mortgage-free, you're sitting on, in in their case, they're sitting on some serious real estate wealth that is really going to propel them into what they can look to do in retirement. When they, if they're going to invest that money that they would make from the sale of the primary home, now they can really end up utilizing the tax code to decrease the cost of taxes on taking money out of pre-tax IRAs. In other words, that home that they're going to pay off, and if they sell it, they're going to create another bucket, of which right now they do have that other bucket, but there's not a lot in there. This automatically fills that bucket up. And that's that non-qualified, tax-efficient, long-term capital gain type of investment opportunity that decreases the cost on those pre-tax IRA withdrawals. The benefit is also with the fact that he's already maximizing his contributions within his 401k plan and his work is he's taking advantage of the Roth contributions that are there. So again, six to eight years from now, he sells that primary. He's got three buckets, tax buckets on where to take the money from to mitigate the tax obligation on those pre-tax accounts. You guys have heard me talk before all the time about being tax diversified. And this ends up where that money, again, is sitting off on the sidelines, going to have a great opportunity to, boom, wipe out one mortgage, start aggressively paying down the other, and still being able to invest where you have a distinct plan six to eight years from retirement when even the second home, that mortgage, and that cash flow obligation is no longer there. So again, that wouldn't be the situation for everybody. But in this situation, I, you know, I have been getting a lot of questions about the idea, should I be laddering CDs? Or, you know, how much should I be having in my savings account, blah, 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 because the rates are right here. It's almost like we think like the, it's like a, you know, a gold rush, because we haven't seen rates like this in 20 years. But the reality is, is that you, you have to be thinking about, remember, All of your money doesn't have the same purpose, so we don't invest it the same way. What's going to be the purpose? And this where I thought was a great conversation where we went from start to finish with a distinct plan 
that made made sense for them. So if you if you have any questions about that, reach out. More than happy to talk to you. Speakwithmat.com. That's my online calendar. Or just give us a call in the office, 610-719-3003. Hey everyone, a little interruption, Matt Hausman here. If you would like to speak to me directly, make sure that you know that you can go right to my online calendar, speakwithmatt.com, again, www.speakwithmatt.com. You can either schedule a conference call right there, a Zoom call, or if you'd like to come into the office, feel free to do that. You can also reach us directly at 610-719-3003. All right, everyone, back to the show. All right, let's talk about the next situation. So, had somebody in my office, um, it was just her, and what ended up coming about from the conversation was, okay, I'm separated, I've been separated for three years, but for the last three years, we have still not gotten around to actually getting the divorce done, number one. Second of all, in those three years, coming up on the end of the fourth tax year, we have filed married filing joint which is a good situation for them as compared to both of them having to file single. So the question was, you know, should I just keep the status quo or should I be looking at really taking care of this divorce and, and getting that done? Well, my first question is, well, if you've been doing it for that long, why not just look to get back together? <laughs> that wasn't an option. <laughs> so, that's where we, you get into the questions, depending on the state, depending on where your assets are, is if you are still married. And what I explained to her is many of the assets that she had are in qualified retirement accounts. And there are distinct rules when you are married about your spouse's first right to that. And in many cases, there's going to have to be the, the signature of your spouse where they are relinquishing their right to that. Uh, many times uh, within a 401k or a 403b, if you're going to do a transfer or a distribution with pensions, it's the same thing. Where uh, if you're going to if you're going to elect the pension lump sum, then the spouse is going to have to sign off on that. I go, you know, I'm not really sure where you guys are on, you know, are you still on decent terms where that can happen? But you want to reflect that because my question was, where, where do you want your assets to go right now? Well, I want them to go to my kids. Well, you have to understand by still being married, you need to have this, you know, rubber meets the road discussion. And I'm sure your husband is thinking the same way, or maybe he's not aware of it, but those conversations need to happen. The other thing I told her is you really, you probably want to go speak with an estate attorney. None of their legal documents have been drafted. I was like, I honestly wouldn't know if there are any potential legal issues with regards to the fact that you are still married and what the spouse is entitled to, what the spouse can get access to maybe some accounts because they are your spouse. You've got HIPAA laws with that, that come into play there. So you want to have that conversation with an estate attorney. The other thing is I said, do you guys own property? Well, yeah, as a matter of fact, we do. Well, who's where, right? You still got a primary home. You're both on the deed. You know, what's going to happen there? You know, where have you been filing your tax return? Whose address? Again, that's where, you know, now not only are we talking about an estate attorney, have you spoke with a divorce attorney? What have you looked down the road where in the event at some time in the future that divorce is going to happen and you've been doing this for so many years, what's the potential landmines that you're going to encounter in a year or two or three or whenever this possibly comes 
to fruition. You want to be having that rubber meets the road talk, articulating things now, having that discussion. You know, may, maybe it is okay to stay with the status quo as to as to what you've been doing if you can at least iron this all out right now. But, you know, I'm not really sure as to what, you know, what would be looking forward for you in terms of potential issues because all of these things haven't been addressed. And then when you finally go down the road of filing, actually there there'd already been a filing, but then it's just kind of sat there. You know, I don't know what that's going to look like, but you want to be talking about that now. You don't want to come down the line later and realize, oh my goodness, I wish I would have actually had, went ahead and moved forward with that. You know, it's kind of, it's interesting in this scenario because about three or four years ago, I had the conversation uh, with someone that was saying, hey, listen, I'm getting ready to go into a second marriage. We both are coming to the table with kids, with assets, with homes, what are the things that we need to be talking about? Because we want to make sure that we're together, yes, but then we also want to make sure our kids are taken care of, you know. And, and I told her the same thing. Right, You need to be writing all this stuff down. You need to have a meeting. Um, in this case, it's just the flip. Hey, I haven't gotten divorced yet. We are filing joint, um, which has been a benefit for us from a tax perspective, which is accurate. But, you know, be aware. Be more proactive in that because you don't know this is what I was explaining you don't want it to be a year or two down the line and all of a sudden for some reason things get bad and you realize man I, I really did not do myself a service in just taking advantage of married filing joint so anyway that's all I've got for this week listen everyone I hope you have a great had a great Thanksgiving I, uh, I hope you are looking forward to the new year as I mentioned I just can't comprehend how fast 2023 has been 24 right around the corner so listen everyone if you have a question or scenario you want to make sure that we address uh feel free to email it to us info at smartmoneyquestions.com if you have more of a private situation you'd like to talk to me directly speakwithmatt.com my online calendar more than happy to jump on a call with you all right everyone listen take care we'll talk soon